First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hey, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. And I'm Matt. Wait, no, you're Olin. Olin. Olin oh, you already said it. You started off the episode wrong. Oh, man. Because <laughs> of there's a certain word that we can't say that begins with the letter C, and I made it very clear. So I already broke my rule. But going forward after this, I can't even say my name. Cause... You, you just said the word can't. Oh, shoot. This is hard. <laughs> Shucks. Okay. And this oh, is where shit. we talk about all things Star Wars. And... Right off the bat here, I just want to acknowledge all of our fantastic patrons here with shout-outs for the Purple Tier, Chris Simpson, Kevin Leninger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, and Zach Netzel, who's a new member on Thanks the Red Tier. Thanks for joining. Fenrir526, Matt Heath, who's been with us for a very long time, Maya Morris, and on the Black Tier, Amaka Tawatala, Nathan Shank. Evan Opaker, Liam McCallion, and just joining today uh, on the green tier uh, is Jackson. So thank you very much, everyone. And if you don't know how you can get mentioned on our podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash stuff podcast and um, become a podcast member of our Patreon. And uh, I want to get to the point where we don't have enough time to mention all the names. So we're going to have to start like displaying them on our screen. That's that's the point I want to get to. So yeah. if you're listening right now and you are like, how are those people getting their names mentioned? That's how they're part of our higher tiers, uh, not higher tiers, but like our mid tiers, I guess. Um, which tiers specifically, David, can they become a part of where they get specifically mentioned on our podcast? So starting at the purple tier, and here's a picture if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see exactly all the perks that you get. Check uh, it out. Book reviews, our stories podcasts, access to our merch, where we do purchase it, access to past and future TV and film commentaries, which we're set to record a few of those, unboxing videos, personal shout outs on the regular podcast. That's where it starts. That's what we're talking about. Galaxy's Edge adventure videos, which are really good. Uh, and then there's the red tier that's right above it, $25 access to our clothing merch, which I will make a public uh, service announcement right now. There was earlier today a post on our Facebook group from someone that we do not know talking about new merch for the podcast. That oh, yeah. was not legitimate. <laughs> so, it, but it, yeah, it is flattering. It that they... <laughs> yeah, I was saying, because it fooled me. I was like, I was like, wow, we're doing merch. Like, oh, I love that. Oh, That's I was great. like, oh, cool, we're doing merch. I mean, I didn't know. I get, I, 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 oh, I, we would, I thought, we would tell you that. 
We would let you. I, I thought David just just like passed it and cleared it, and I was like, "Wow, cool!" And then like you would be they in were the like, loop on that. They were like, For sure. "Someone posted in the group," and I was like, "Oh, well, there you go." I don't know this person. We should probably we should probably delete that comment. But yeah, yeah they're not so. on the council. <laughs> yeah, we didn't grant yes. them the rank of master. For sure. Oh, I love and how yeah. Matt's making that joke. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, yeah, an inside joke there. Uh, Black Kyber Crystal Tear. Thank you so much for everyone that's a part of our Patreon. We love you guys. And uh, of course, we try and podcast every day on Patreon. And uh, we've had some uh, really interesting podcasts. Uh, we've talked about a little bit of inside stuff on the podcast, and you get to hear. More of our opinions, so yeah, yeah. So mock talk, yep, yeah. So it's all good. It's all so fun. the first thing I think we need to talk about is probably the biggest Star Wars related news, and the fact that we are going to get a Cal Kestis sequel prequel. Out Yay! Of- but it's not going to be a video game. It's not going to be a film. It's, it's not going to be, be a TV. Book. It's going to be a novel. And this was on the. Delray Instagram. It's going to be called Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. And if you're looking at YouTube, there is no cover. There is no artwork quite yet. But it is coming. And there is an interesting um, report out there on Bestman Bulletin. But I do want to read what's on StarWars.com. Wait, wait. um, Matt, did uh, did, uh, you say that that, uh, you could not read? Because if you don't want to read, you can always go on our free trial on audibletrial.com slash stuff podcast where you get a free code for one free book and most likely okay. jedi battle scars will be on there so you and i both know that i've already used that but okay um that's a good <laughs> plug right there good good Love solid it. effort there <laughs> for the team um you didn't say it you know quite like i do but you did pretty good yeah. all right well i'll just talk deeper next time all right. That's not, I, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about in the way in which I say it, not the demeanor in which I say it. This this bit has gone too long. David, continue. <laughs> it's been going for a bit. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, there there is a uh, sub-level bit that has been going on that uh, I haven't made you guys privy to. But, uh, yeah, we're not getting paid by Audible anymore. <laughs> I take that back. Why, why on earth have we been, there we've is no been giving trial. them advertisement for months? Well, here's the thing: you guys have been saying it. I haven't been saying it. You guys have been saying it, but the but the link still works. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, so our our whoa. listeners can still get a free trial. Yeah, you can still go to we just Audible. Don't get credit for it, which is something we can handle in house later. <laughs> I will yes. contact our this, lawyers. This it's is a good. whole different meeting we got to have, David, because you've known this and you didn't say anything. Probably well, I made sure it was still active. Live, so it whatever. is still active. It's just we're Probably not getting, getting paid no for it anymore. For well, I think they did something to where they shut down the old system and reactivated a new, totally brand new system. And I've applied for it. And I just never got a response back. But the link is still working. And I definitely <laughs> want... Our we should get too. like back pay for uh, all of the advertising. Okay, we've been well, doing. Audible, if you're listening, which I hope you are, they're probably not. Check out that link. Yeah, they've been My pretty goodness. good to us in the past, and uh, so yeah, funny. when when new books have come out, yeah, we've 
we've made um, some pretty good money off of listeners signing up. So yeah, feel free to still use it. Um, we'll probably be back with them in the future. But uh, yeah, getting back on target here. There's going to be a Cal Kestis book coming out. Yes. And uh, StarWars.com released uh, an official article. I'll read a little bit of it here. It says, The Star Wars Jedi Experience is expanding your bookshelf. Lucasfilm announced today two major releases tied to the Star Wars Jedi game series, of which the Cal Kestis faithful will want to take note. One title promises to tell an original story, while another goes inside the making of the upcoming sequel. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars. A new novel from Del Rey, written by Sam Maggs, finds Order 66 survivor Cal Kestis leading the Mantis crew on an adventure set between the critically acclaimed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and the highly anticipated Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Star Wars Jedi Battle Scars arrives March 7th, 2023. And the art of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, published by Dark Horse, will chronicle the development of the game, collecting concept art and creator commentary in an oversized full-color hardcover. The -the behind-the-scenes tome will hit shelves May 2nd, 2023. A release date for Star Wars Jedi Survivor has yet to be announced. So this uh, actually gives us some information in regards to the the release of Jedi Survivor. So so, typically, these art books don't release until after the actual media releases, like for Mandalorian. Right. so that kind of tells us that it looks like we might hit a March release date for the well, new Cal Kestis Jedi Survivor game. That's been kind of the... Ever since PlayStation kind of messed up and uh, and they actually put it on their store saying that it was going to come out in March and then they took it off, that's always been the been the speculation. But the, the, the original rumor was it, it was... It was going to drop around the same time as Star Wars Celebration of next year, um, which sounds like it's not going to. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. I know a lot of people in the podcast are excited. I love the first game. I'm I'm replaying the um, I'm replaying the campaign for it. I can't wait to explore more um, of these characters and explore new planets. But something else that. A lot of people weren't talking about it. I talked about it on Wednesday's podcast. It was that uh, Cal uh, Cal Kestis in this game will have a lightsaber and he's going to have a blaster. So there's a chance that you'll be able to switch back and forth. Now, a lot of people are comparing it like, oh, well, you know, we saw Obi-Wan Kenobi do it. Now Cal's doing it. And actually, one of the first Jedi that we ever saw do it in canon uh was uh was Kanan and Ezra. The, 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 those are the two. So I think it's funny that people are comparing it to mainly Obi-Wan Kenobi f- for, from when he did it in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And of course you saw Luke fire blasters in a new home. Yeah. Well, right, but not as they had their lightsaber and blaster at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But in like um in Empire Strikes Back, did he have like a holstered uh, blaster. Yes. The same time that he yeah. had his lightsaber though, right? Correct. Whoa. But we actually never saw that combo when in Rebels, we actually saw that combo used. Yeah, because it was built into the hilt. So like he didn't right. really have a choice. No, 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 um, no, no. I I am I am talking about Kanan. Like, do you do you not remember when like Kanan had his blaster? 
he 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 would block and pull out his blaster, and then he would go back and forth. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm I, I, I'm talking about that. Okay, because I was never really a fan of Ezra's hilt. I thought it was. I am. Like I am not talking about that disaster. I am that. talking about because, like, I mean, like, I thought his blaster was like cool, um, but <clears> at the same time, it was. I I was really hoping he would kind of fall out of it and then when vader chopped it up in season two it was like nice cool now he has to make a new one so but yeah this is a pretty interesting question that you just pulled up here what um, what difficulty did you guys play jeff oh no, no i went for easy story mode difficulty to avoid spoilers thank you for reading it because i can't read of the game's release well i would say go on audible but you know, I... <laughs> that's not that's not uh, okay yeah so um I so when I first played the game I did medium. The second time around I did um uh I I believe the hardest mode on there is Jedi Master. Uh but yeah. Did you play Jedi Master? I I did. And oh, it was Okay, you, you didn't say it, you just said it, it existed. Um I yeah, did. the first time I did it was on medium just because like easy is like like stupid easy. Yeah. And like you just it's just crazy the ai is just so like nerfed um but i want i didn't want to go too hard on it because i wanted to focus more on the story but also get the feeling of getting some kind of challenge out of the um the ai and the, the story and some of the the bots that were going on in there uh i haven't replayed it in a few months and i have yet to do it on jedi master um, there are some spots that I can't think of specifically at this moment that if I did on Jedi Master, I'd probably end up with a controller through my TV screen because of how like mentally difficult they were. Like, I can't remember which ones. It was like one where they're like on the planet with all of the 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 scavenge or the scavenge planet, and um, like you have to like get out of it or something like that. And I just couldn't get out of it for like forty five minutes. It was upsetting for sure but they, there's always like that something in star wars game like in like you guys remember in like star wars lego where like you're on geonosis and you're flying around in the the gunships and you just like you can't get past that level for like a half an hour so i guess it's tradition for one section of a mission of a star wars can or campaign to be disturbingly hard for which I'm glad that we're in the topic of games because we've got the new. Did you mention um, Lego Summer Vacation? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> no, that's yeah. No, I'm 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 past that. I mean, that will always be you know something awesome to me. But this is what I'm excited yeah, for. Uh, because in uh, when D23 happens, we're actually getting the first. Uh, games panel at uh at d at a d23 expo and what's exciting about that is they said that they will be talking about lucasfilm games and they'll be talking about marvel games now because they said lucasfilm games that's to me that's that's indicating they will probably talk about the new indiana jones game coming out but not but not just that they also specifically said they will talk about the the um the lego star wars game that's out right now and it sounds like they're going to be adding more content to it now we don't know what content that will be probably more characters 
hopefully um character customization because that's what everyone has been asking for uh and i i love the game i'm still playing it there's a lot of characters unlocked there's a lot of ships to unlock there's a lot to explore uh and certain creatures and characters are presented differently um for example there's a level where to unlock yaddle you have to go fight the crate dragon uh uh on uh on tatooine and i went to go fight it and it had four legs and it looked like an actual dragon and i was like oh interesting so it's uh it's it's very interesting to have a different perception um for all these characters and creatures like throughout a, a, a lego game but i'm very excited to see more content on there and most likely we'll also get an actual hoping to get an actual trailer for jedi survivor uh and then hopefully we also get um uh get more insight on maybe the other star wars games they've been talking about because for the knights of the real old republic apparently it has been delayed like not like canceled but delayed because of the new people that took over wanted to pick it back up now it's will probably come out later which is you know disappointing but if you're doing a remake of such a classic game then you got to do it right so i'm 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 okay with it uh but what what game are you hoping that that they'll announce david because i um because of there were a bunch of star wars game announcements of where they were like this company is doing this game uh and then they just we're not saying the name of it. So what game do you think that would be? I would personally love to see a, a like a first person shooter, a lot like a, like a halo type game. I would love to see something like that. I know we got battlefront and it's, it's more a third person, but if they could use those same kind of game mechanics, I think that would be really cool. It, it would be a, a twist on what they've been doing. And have we had since Republic Commando? Have we had anything that's like a first-person shooter? I mean, technically, if you count the the Stars Battlefront games, because you can bounce back from first person to third person. Uh, okay. So I guess you could count that. I mean, every time that I'm playing online, you know, I jump back from third to first. But if I'm playing the campaign or I'm playing instant action offline, I'm always going first person. Uh, but yeah. No, it's um you're right. I really hope we get something like that. Uh the I think the world would lose it if if they were like here's the game 1313. If they brought that game and just put it out there, yeah. People would lose their minds because yeah. of the gameplay from that canceled game. It was incredible. And that was years ago. That was years ago. Could you imagine a game yeah. coming out like that now that was Star Wars? Yeah, that's, and, oh, in all man. honesty, that's the move, Colin. They do that. Yeah. That's like top news right there. Yeah. I yeah. totally forgot. I love about a remastered game. version of uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You guys remember that PC game? Anybody? That's, uh, that's the game that we were so. talking about. Like, you want to have that remastered, though? Or are you talking about like a, like a, what's well, a remake? They've yeah. already done a remaster and they've yeah. released that. It, but now they want to do a total remake, um, where wh- yeah. where like stories and such. where most likely the elements of that game would be canon 
because right now the old game is technically not canon. Not not all of it, at least. It's if if you think about it, it's kind of like the Lego Star Wars like shows where where there are elements where you're like, oh, that has to be canon. And then there's other parts where you're like that's definitely not canon, and that's probably where the old games, Knights of the Real Republic, fall in line. And then there's you know the games like the Force Unleashed, where those are definitely not canon because of the timeline in it. It wouldn't make sense. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to answer uh, Zach, our patron, uh, that uh, just put in that question on YouTube, uh, the difficulty I played it at was pretty much what I did with, uh, um, same as Matt, uh, Medium. Um, I, I didn't want to have it too easy, too hard. I wanted to see what the gameplay and then the story was. I wanted to kind of get through it. But uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be an exciting time because I keep on thinking about it's going to be Hopefully it's Andor, Bad Batch, then we lead into Mandalorian Season 3, then Ahsoka, and then we get Jedi Survivor. So it's just a full slate of Star Wars, like, nonstop. So. Hello. You shaved Hello again? <laughs> I, did. I did shave again. Thank you for noticing. You like, like Ladies and gentlemen, Alec James Rickman. Herrera is here. James Herrera. I wanted to uh, can we also talk about like the Lord of the Rings comments that we're getting here? Because if it's yes, like, that's off actually topic, one of our topics. Yes, watched sure. watched Lord of the Rings for the first time. Such a cliffhanger, and then someone said, "I just got the extended edition, 4K version, and I have yet to watch it. I probably haven't seen the uh, the ultra cold cut of those movies in ten plus years, and don't remember much of them. I need to um, get on it." And yeah, you're right. running out of time there, big fella. Uh, because of in a couple of weeks we are going to the first two episodes of the rings of power not now not all of us are very optimistic as i am looking at the corner that way that way are you talking but, yeah, about no. david just use his name <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you james no but yeah <laughs> But I'm also yeah. I'm also on the page with with a little bit of both of y'all. I'm I'm just kind of like we'll see how it goes. I that's my whole thing about Lord of the Rings and the Ring of Power is just yeah. let's see how it goes. Let's see how it the goes. the first two episodes will be jo- dropping on September second, and then you have the the rest of the episodes that will drop every Friday from then. <clears throat> well, Colin. I looked it up. I looked it up. It came from the official page. Don't try and debunk me. Uh, I looked okay. it up, David. Okay, nerds. Well, Let's Colin. keep this on Star Wars stuff, okay? Oh, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll so it up. I saw something that I thought was official that it was going to release um, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I, I think on the first. Nine, no? I, I saw 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right. 6, um, 6 Pacific, Pacific, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> math is hard but, so yeah uh, also another report came out on social media that the first two episodes are going to be released theatrically whoa. that hasn't dropped yet that I didn't I, I, I didn't know until like David said it and Matt and I instantly went to go look and see if there were tickets like, because hey, I would love they both got on their phones trying to buy dude tickets. I would lose it I would love to see that in the theater I remember I mean I don't remember seeing any of the Lord of the Rings in the theaters, but all the Hobbits for sure. How how old are you, Colin? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm 18. No, I'm just kidding. Because really how old were you when legal? All right, Fellowship came out. Colin. Yeah, how old were you when Fellowship? Let's of the see. Rings? I'm 26 now. The Fellowship came out 1999, 2000, right? 2001. 2001. Okay. 
So math is hard. Somebody help me. I don't know. Jeez. What year were you so born? You were like four years old, five years I old. I was born in 1996. I was not four years old. So six, seven. I was five years eight. old. Right? <laughs> Off by one year. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get so mad at him for that one. How old was I? Yeah, and it came I out was, uh, in December of 2001. So I, yeah, December I, of 2001. And then I was uh, three. Next year, I was three years old. <laughs> I, was, I just yeah. remember seeing Gollum and, and Smeagol for the first time and being like not being blown away by the like the the character as much as said, like well this CGI is intense. Uh, well yeah like like of the motion capture that Andy Circus did for that was incredible and actually Andy Circus was one of the main reasons why that I really got into um into doing voices and and stuff like that um because I've never heard a voice like that before. Like I, I, ju- I just remember sitting there and be like, "Enteros Harpitzels, you stupid fat Harpitzels," and I was just like, "This is, this That's is pretty amazing." Good. That's actually, yeah, really I, good. yeah, no, I, really I, I, I love Andy Circus. I, he's this is, such this a great is actor. Colin's ego, and this is what you're doing, James. You're just stroking <laughs> it away. Just so stroking what's interesting about, about seeing Gollum and, and you know Smeagol for the first time in Two Towers is that we had just gotten Dobby from uh, Chamber of yeah. Secrets right before that. And so that was like first you had Jar Jar, which was which was huge. Yeah. And then when you saw Dobby, it seemed like we took a step back because of how Dobby looked compared to how Jar Jar looked. In my opinion, I don't think Dobby looked as good as how Jar Jar looked in '99. But then when Gollum comes out of two towers just a couple of months later, it was oh, like oh holy gosh, crap. Like, I know. Oh like, there's some so shots of him close, like they did they did close-ups of him, which I'm like, that's a that's that's yeah. beautiful. But anyways, um, yeah, I was there. I saw Lord of the Rings in theaters. David saw Lord of the Rings in theaters. It was yeah, awesome. Before you go any further, James, um, i just like to welcome everyone back to the Lord of the Rings stuff podcast. Yes. Thank and you. For yes, I tried. I tried. Okay. Hey, 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 I, hey. I was the voice of reason, which is a really bad sign when Matt is the voice here. Well, but I that tried. That is true, though. I'm not going to lie. Well, so the way that we can tie Star Wars into this is because of... Um, uh, and industrial light and magic actually did help with some of the effects for for Lord of the Rings, right? Which which effects did they do for Lord of the Rings? Because I thought it was really no. What well, it is? Here, let me explain it. Let me explain. They were so, of the trees. So back in the year of our Lord, the nineteen hundreds, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. So Peter Jackson and crew oh, took a trip to right. San that's Francisco. Right. And right. visited ILM, right. and they talk about it on the appendices of the, the extended editions where right. ILM gave them a lot of advice on what to do. They told them what you should do is do animatics, and that will greatly help the production. And that's what they did. They did animatics, and they got a lot of advice from ILM. And Peter Jackson right. did give credit to ILM in assistance with helping them design and create and move forward with one of the greatest trilogies. So henceforth, there is a connection to Star Wars. So it's okay. There's, there's lots of yeah. There's, there's a lot of connections. connections. And uh, um, Peter, Peter Jackson was a huge fan of Star Wars because he said he was what 13 right. when when the first Star Wars came out. So he he said he had it. He got it just right at that age. Yeah, um, I'm telling you guys right now, if you haven't watched the Light and Magic documentary on Disney Plus, oh, go yeah. watch it yeah, because watch. that thing is so yeah, Matt. Um, uh, that thing is so breathtaking. 
because it really does show you how much <laughs> uh it, it really does show you um like not not only of all the cool things that they did with star wars but really the birth um the birthplace of special effects and how it came to be and george lucas's real image because of mainly for years the like main thing that was focused to the public was george lucas's storytelling but they really never talked about that that like the real story of special effects and this really dives deep into it and it shows you that if george lucas didn't like talk to all these people and bring them together a lot of things would not exist right now not just star wars but just like just things in general um because if if industrial light magic didn't exist we would not have terminator we would not have Transformers. We would not have Avatar. There are so Life many like films. dinosaurs. Yeah, like yeah, there are so many films that would not exist without George Lucas bringing everyone together. And that's why George Lucas, to me, will always be my biggest role model because I love, I love bringing in and and people together and networking and, and all that stuff. And I definitely learned that from watching documentaries about George Lucas and just growing up with it. So. Honestly, guys, go watch it. It's, it's it's such a phenomenal documentary. Yes. Yeah, he had that belief. It's like, where did George Lucas have that belief? Where did he get that from? How did he know that this was going to, or did he maybe not know and wasn't sure and just said, let's just do this? Well, he, there's no well, try, you know? So he actually did get some inspiration from Walt Disney uh, because of he actually went to Walt Disney World, um, not Walt Disney World, to Disneyland, um, the 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 opening year, and he went on the second day. So it's not the first day of opening, but the second day. And George Lucas went, and George Lucas was so blown by it, and he was like, "Well, I have this whole world in front of me, and I'm standing in it. I would love to bring that to life," and that definitely helped inspire him to make all these other films. So, um, yeah, no, it's. It's incredible that one person can inspire an entire generation. And that's exactly what Walt Disney did. That's exactly what George Lucas did. Um, and I can't. Yeah. yeah no. Jim it, Henson, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of those people. So but... many. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, he's got my like gears in my mind turning about this. <laughs> I got you, man. There's so much stuff we could talk about in regards to I know. In the documentary. <laughs> this podcast but... is not sponsored by ILM or Disney. <laughs> how, how great it would be, though. Like, that would be the right. best. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, after that speech as Colin gave, they might look give us a look. <laughs> there um, is actually something uh, podcast-related that is sponsored by Lucasfilm that's coming up here. Okay. And we it's actually might by be Audible. involved. <laughs> Possibly, I don't know, but uh, yeah, there's there's a big Make a Wish potathon that's happening in September, November, I believe, in that time frame. I've seen different yep. dates, but yeah, we've inquired and we've uh, notified them that we would love to be involved for Make a Wish. Um, I was just at a Make a Wish event yesterday for the five hundred first, and uh, it's always great to to you fly um, in? help. No, it was actually in San Antonio at the uh, Witty Museum, which that was is a our, joke for a Tie Fighter, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I was a Thai pilot. There's actually three of us, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool um, to take pictures. That's primarily what we did. Um, there there was um, 
there was an auction. They were auctioning off vacations and items that were signed by athletes and celebrities. And uh, the prices for these things were astronomical. So I believe they did raise a whole lot of money for nice. Make-A-Wish. So, yeah. yeah that's that was, good. That's awesome. good. For a good cause. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed somebody asked, what difficulty did you guys play Fallen Order on? And I know Correct. you already talked about Fallen Order. I put mine on story mode because I just really wanted to see the story. Story mode? Yeah. And wow. That's the one where they can hit you like a thousand times. You're not going to die. All right. Right. So that's it's cool. Like, <laughs> it's like putting like a GTA cheat on. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I did that. Like I said, just because I, I was so into the story that I was like, okay, I really just want to experience it. So that's why I put it in story mode and I played it and uh, played it twice. It's pretty cool. But uh, what else? What else is on the uh, agenda? Yeah. I did want to swing it back to the Lord of the Rings because that is one of our topics. Oh, okay. And. We spoke about it, I believe, uh, James and I, on Patreon Daily. But um, some huge news in uh, entertainment happened that not a lot of people are talking about. There are some people. But uh, there is this company that's actually affiliated with the Knights of the Old Republic remake. So there's a Star Wars connection there. Um, They are called the Embracer Group. And they are a Swiss uh, video game company that has now purchased the rights for the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And uh, there might be some confusion uh, because of course we all know that Amazon prime or Amazon owns the the TV rights for the Lord of the Rings, but that's just the TV rights, right? Not this other company, the embracer group owns everything else, which includes TV, film, board games, theme parks, stage plays, they own it all now, and it, it, I believe uh, the reported amount was they paid $750 million, which sounds like a bargain yeah, to buy to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yes. As, as long as I don't see a, like a Lord of the Rings musical on Broadway, I think... It's, it's coming, dude. Where was my precious? Where was it? Like, I, I, I know. Just, just no. Just no. Well, yeah. So, so it, if really. I, I'm pretty sure you have seen this, you probably just totally forgot about it. But when Viggo Mortensen, who played Aragorn, went back to his native land, they had a big premiere where I believe his fellow countrymen created, I believe, the fellowship and the two towers on stage. Yeah. Before they screened Return of the King. And it looked pretty cool. The, the, the actor playing Gollum actually looked pretty legit. So I'm kind of interested to see a kind of a stage play for Lord of the Rings. I think it could. Yeah. If they do it right, it could be something very, very special uh, to see a musical or not, maybe not even a musical, just, just a play of, of Lord of the Rings on, on Mm. Broadway. Um, Getting some like Lord of the Rings, wicked vibes, you know, there you go. You know, there is, there is an interesting connection to Lord of the Rings, which is uh, George, George Lucas, when he was writing the, the 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 initial drafts of Star Wars, he did envision you know Luke and the heroes being small, being almost Hobbit like, because he liked the idea of just because you're this big doesn't mean you can't do something great. So he actually Smiles did matters not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is why when you get to uh, Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks are small. Like he was like, okay, here they are. Like this is this is this that was kind of his reference was was Lord of the Rings. Um, which With I the think Care Bears, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, just the fact that, and then plus Willow, when Willow came out, that was another big deal. Was like he goes, okay, well, it's not 
it's not a tall person it's a it's a smaller person so this is this is you know they can make a difference too um so yeah that's another connection with the uh, with the uh, lord of the rings there with star wars yep and of course george lucas somewhat kind of based obi-wan kenobi off of gandalf the wise sage wizard that shows up and also dave filoni with ahsoka ahsoka yes. the white <laughs> We constantly refer to her as a soak of the white, so which with the which staff we will probably yeah, which we'll probably see that in uh in the Ahsoka series uh of of that She's scene got a pointy from, head uh from pointy head. Rebels. So I am very one does not simply make a musical nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do we have here today, David? Well, I still want to stay on this topic, so oh, okay. I have a little bit more to ask. <laughs> he said, "Hold on a minute." Yeah, yeah. James is like, "Oh, okay. done with All Lord right. of the Rings stuff podcast." One more thing. So it kind of begs the question uh since embracer group now owns rings and hobbits um there's a lot of speculation now are they just gonna go all out now and do spinoffs uh for certain characters and maybe do some more films uh are they gonna maybe jump in the tv show realm are they going to maybe contact universal i thought you just said that they can't do TV shows because Amazon owns the rights. Yeah, I'm sorry, I misspoke there. So okay, films, right. but spinoff. I mean, I think about yeah. films and TV is interchangeable now. So they could do spinoff films. Um, so Amazon only exclusively has television rights, but not yes. film rights. Those which, which that's that's kind of a game changer in in a way because right now a lot of people love streaming. A lot there are some people that don't go into the cinema anymore. Um, so like a good example of that is like, um, like Marvel, like with Netflix, where they did those TV shows, but they couldn't do Marvel films, right? Is that right? Because, because like they did like the Jessica Jones and like Luke Cage, those they, were like Netflix. Oh, those characters couldn't show yeah, up. Yeah, that was right before Disney Plus. Yeah, that, right. yeah, that was a weird deal. That was, um, yeah. Yeah, and that but, was when uh, Marvel was split in two when they had a TV right. side of the house and a film side of the house. Right. Right. So yeah. I guess Lord of the Rings is kind of in that same realm right now where film and TV are very similar. It's apples and oranges, really. Yeah. But I mean, th- this Embracer group ownership now, they have the ability to do so mm. much more media than anyone else prior to because Saul Zantz was a company that owned Lord of the Rings yeah. and The Hobbit for decades. And they finally sold for some reason. So and... I I am I'm with you on them contacting Universal and and adding stuff from Lord of the Rings. I've been saying that for a long time because every that single time be that that oh, I no, go, go to Hogwarts and then you every single time that I walk through yeah, so Universal, um, no, yeah. So every single time I walk through Islands of Adventure and I end up walking through um the who, who the, the 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 Atlantis area, like, like oh where like uh, with Poseidon's rages, yeah, or... yeah, that. Take all that out and just put like stuff from Lord of the Rings in there, like of 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 like the Shire and maybe the Mines Got of it. Moria. Just just add that stuff in there. I think people would flip like a miniature out. Twin Towers, but it looks. Oh huge. my gosh! Yeah, no, th- that would be so cool. Like, um, I uh, yeah, it, I, it feels like the Embracer Group could make the, all their money back on that deal alone, right there. I know, like one I know. billion, yeah. boom, do it. Yeah, because we're all sure. going. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be we're an all ass holder if yeah. they do that. I'd be like, I might <laughs> like Universal more than I like Disney at that point when it comes. And to they did a spectacular stuff. job on the Wizarding World. It's yeah, it's just great, man. It's just so good. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, so in other Star Wars news, um, right, well, I guess Star actually Wars. no, it's 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 not Star Wars <clears throat> news because David, what movie did you see recently? <laughs> I was my brain did not calculate that for a second. Yeah, I I didn't either until I saw the lineup. I'm like, yep, that's right. It's not Star Wars. Um, they didn't day. fix the reflection in his in his headgear. You can still see They're- the mountain range. Oh, I see. Man, they messed oh, up. Man. But oh, there is Carolina. a uh, so there is a connection though with there's not a connection, but there's like, lots of connections. <laughs> there's, yeah, but there is <laughs> no, no, no. We're not li- we're not lying, Colin. Like there's there's a huge like what they do at the end. You're just like when they were sh- when I'm watching that in the movie. I'm just like. You're just the like way they shoot that small projectile into a three meter area. Yeah, and I'm like, and you have to go through a trench to get there. Yes, mm-hmm. I know that. I'm not yeah, switched off the targeting. The computer. assault ta- tactics and strategy are very similar. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then somebody shows up at the very end who wasn't a part of the mission and saves the day at the last second. And you're like, okay. That's and if our, they don't our... destroy that compound, then <laughs> planet killing <laughs> abilities may ensue. Oh my gosh! I know, but guys, and our hero talks to their dead friend slash mentor figure during that moment when he's like, you know, yeah, there was a lot there. Like toward the end of the movie, (laughs) as as the climax of the movie was building up, I just remember going like, oh my gosh, this is the ending of Star Wars. Like, no, is anyone else seeing this right now? No wonder why I liked it so much. What's up? So, yeah, I just want to say spoilers if you haven't seen, which I think oh, yeah. it is. Has it is past that point, David. We just explained the entire. <laughs> you will have to. We're talking about Star Wars. I swear. We are live now, so it's like it's too late at this point. At the beginning of the actual episode, say for those who haven't watched Top Gun, spoiler alert. And Please people just will be like, wait, what? And then and then they'll just have to watch, like, listen to the entire episode until it gets to the Top Gun point, and they'll be like, oh. So yeah, okay. if you're of a certain age, my age, I was a little kid when Top Gun came out, and it was a really big deal, a really you're big old. deal. Yeah, I'm 41. <laughs> so yeah, it came out, I was a little kid, I could see all my cousins, my aunts, my uncles talk about it, it was like VHS to have, and the movie to quote, and it, it was a big deal. And so many decades now have passed since Top Gun has come out, and um it was almost kind of laughable that a sequel was coming out. It's like, I mean, I mean, Tom Cruise back being a fighter pilot. Okay. 30, but um, as fate would have it, uh, Top Gun Maverick surpassed infinity war this weekend. In I saw Box that. Office Bros. That's crazy. So it's the movie of the summer in 2022, which is an incredible sentence to utter. Um, I can't, but yeah, they, still uh, Tom Cruise did it. I mean, he did it, guys. I mean, yeah, he, there's no denying he made a, a huge movie and it was good, like, it was yes. a solid to the point where you look at the original movie and you're kind of like, man, this is nothing. It's it surpassed the first movie like immediately, and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was disgusting at how well that movie is. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, we were talking, I, about I was how- thinking about that the whole time, and I was like, don't do it. They Don't oh well so so I was hoping they would play um I I was happy when they played Danger Zone at the beginning because as, as soon as they play I'm like all right this is the it's only iconic. time that we'll hear it it's iconic yeah but um but I I wish that they played the song um 
uh, you you <laughs> lost that lonely feeling. I can't think of the name of the song. Unchained, I, uh, not Unchained Melody. Uh, oh shoot! Yeah, that love and feeling. Yeah, that's you that, lost yeah. that love. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mob Rules. Uh, for sorry, we there. totally just ruined the whole movie for you. <laughs> um, but but yeah. it's gonna hit streaming next week. Well, we said it kind of all out of context, right? I believe. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We're good. Yeah, there's tons of Star Wars references in Top Gun Maverick, so look out for those. And one we didn't mention was uh, that like part in the cantina where Maverick ran into Chewbacca was just (laughs) it was nuts. That bolt on the wall that was the Galaxy's Edge reference. But uh, (laughs) no, there was um, uh, the the phrase paraphrasing. Don't don't think. Uh, feel use your instincts. Uh, Qui Gon said that to Anakin in the pod race, and of course Obi Wan said it to to Luke um, in A New Hope in the trench run. So, and then yeah, that's why that Maverick too. turns off his targeting system and does a blind eye. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, well, since we're on the topic of like. Not Star Wars, apparently. Um, have I'm just kidding. No, um, no, but uh, but actually, it kind of does tie in. Have you guys watched the show Orville? Yeah, I've seen the first season. And yeah. it's really, really good. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, With I'm Seth on the Starlin. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. good. It's really it, good. It gives me yeah. Star Trek vibes for sure. Right, it well, is essentially yes. a Star Trek clone <laughs> in a way, but it's not Star Trek. Like, comedic yeah. it stands and... on its own. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's not fully comedic. There's there's like a lot well, of anything with Seth MacFarlane and it's gonna have some it was it was kind of starting off as a spoof, but then it turned into like to more of a heartfelt show. But um I I was just watching it and there are elements of where I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, I'm I can kind of see the Star Wars element. More of Star Trek, but yeah. If you guys haven't watched that yet, that's on Disney Plus too. They actually well, just John Favreau directed. That's the on pilot. Disney Plus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they moved it from Hulu to Disney Plus, which is kind yep. of interesting. I did not. But know I think that. there are some older episodes on Hulu. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure, but if you're subscribed to, to Disney, you'll be able to find it. Yeah. But um, yeah, like James Colin said, yeah. <laughs> James is, uh, is 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 there any actual Star Wars news you want to talk about? <laughs> Well, no, I was going to say that the connection was John Favreau directed, I think, the first two episodes of, of uh, Oroville. Oh, really? Yeah, he did. I believe, he, I believe he was an executive producer on there for a bit, and then he and then he left. But yeah, he there directed the pilot for that show. That Very makes sense. Interesting. I was wondering how a show like that got off its feet. Now I know how. There you go. Well, I mean, Seth MacFarlane. Seth Fox, MacFarlane's I mean, no, yeah, yeah, he's no joke. Yeah, he's made him a lot of money. So, yeah. yeah. Like, there I mean, were a lot of it, it was really funny because of there were a lot of cameos like from different things that that Seth MacFarlane has done because there's I won't tell you which episode, but there is one episode where Liam Neeson shows up and I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, wow, OK, <laughs> I was like, cool. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, he's show up with an umbrella hat. <laughs> Never gave Star Trek a chance. All they saw first reboot movie. Yeah, I haven't really seen any of Star Trek movies. I've just seen the you talking about, like the Chris Pine first. reboots. Yeah, yeah, and that I, 2009 like Star Trek was solid. Like that, are, those it, are actually it was more like, than solid. Yeah, Into Darkness <laughs> and Discovery. Those are pretty good. My, my yeah. favorite 
story about that was JJ the, the the writers and the producers said if we could make our wives cry watching Star Trek, watching a nerdy movie, we're doing great. We're and in the first five minutes of the movie, like one of the wives like kind of helped. She was like, Good, this is how you start the movie. And they were like, Yes, like this kill the dad. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> it, man. And they were like, you know, once we knew the wives were into it, we we're like, okay, everyone's gonna like this movie. And I was like, that's freaking that's one hard. of the greatest openings to a science fiction movie oh, yeah. ever. That's Star Trek 2009. Special it's effects fair. were done by ILM, and R2D2 was in there. Yes, he's in there. He flies yep, by he was. And um, and of course, Abrams, during the, the freaking making of it, what does he say right away? He goes, I am not a Star Trek fan. So I approached this as if I was directing a Star Wars movie. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, dude. And then, and then, and then he did Star Wars. But, but what's really <laughs> great, though, is is you know me not being a star trek fan at all like i left that movie going like that was awesome like that was really good and um yeah it's it, yeah but i still like force awakens i still like rise of skywalker I we're think. not trying to trigger the trekkies at all i yeah. want our no but star, star trek star trek fans are those are some loyal loyal fans <laughs> like like i i have two two it's like of my being buddies. a detroit lions fan yeah <laughs> it's like being a dallas cowboys fan <laughs> but uh what you would call it uh, which i'm a fan of all of those except the detroit lions but get uh, out of here bro no, I'm just <laughs> but uh yeah uh, i have a couple things to add right. to that um as james said jj abrams directed star trek 2009 and then into darkness and he had a very for me it was a famous line he dropped one of the all-time lines he said that star yes. trek is like classical music and star wars is like rock and roll that's, which is so spot a, on. That's a Hell great, yeah. It's <laughs> such a great uh, way to put it. I want to like head bop, but I'll Fantastic way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. He, and yeah. He said he just needed that extra oomph for Star Trek for you to really, yeah. really invest in it. And yeah, I thought, like I said, I thought those were pretty good. I even, uh, Into Darkness was great. And then even beyond, well, Star Trek Beyond, like that one, that was the last one they did. That one was freaking great too. And he didn't direct that one, but still, I thought it was a fantastic, fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Star Trek stuff podcast is also really good. You should listen to that one too. Uh, <laughs> hey, like, Thank you. No, 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 no. My brother's really into fantasy football, and every single year he's like, I think this is gonna be the year. Because like they got this guy and they got that guy, and we just drafted this rookie. And I'm like, dude, see, see what somebody just said right now. I hope the Lions do great this year, but I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, and you know what? This is our year, guys. This is our year for the Cowboys. <laughs> Totally uh, so yeah, programming back. note: I will be at the Cowboys game on September 11th. So, uh, oh, during uh, D23. So, I swear, if you're not wearing a Star Stuff podcast shirt during that and trying to get on every single camera like Beautiful. that, I will be disappointed. Be like this whole time. Wait, there is there is a connection with ILM and Star, obviously with ILM and Star Trek. But um, what's Football. his name? What's his name? <laughs> Design the logo for Star Trek. Um, oh yeah, um, yep. Oh, oh shoot, shoot. Um, what was his name? Uh, I know what you're talking about. I just watched this. The old logo for Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Like the original logo for Star Trek. He was like, I designed it. He goes, I, I have, a, I didn't get any money for it. He goes, but yeah, I designed yep. the logo for Star Trek. And I'm like, whoa, that's. I remember that. Oh, I can't think of his name. I just know he had gray hair. Oh, yeah, Dennis yeah. Muren? Not Dennis uh, Muren. William. No. These. Let's say Richard Back. something or. Um, uh, Robert Net Richardson. Anyways, man, Robert, I can't believe that we can't remember. I guess we gotta watch it again. 
Uh, <laughs> so, oh, was it in Light and Magic? Yes. Yes. Huh, yeah, he said it in Light and Magic. Yeah, I remember just going good. like, "Whoa, that's that's a pretty cool thing to put on your resume." Like, yeah. oh, I also yeah. designed the original logo for Star Trek. That's a crazy side note. But yeah, keeping in the theme of films, uh, films outside of Star Wars. Um, <laughs> this is great. This is great. Okay, what else? I got a lot to say about this one. Uh, so this film dropped on Hulu, which Hulu mm-hmm. is a part of Disney. Which oh, I just saw it today. Pray. So yeah, this is a fantastic film. The number one premiered film on Hulu of all time. The most streams. And it actually beat the uh, the Kardashians premiere too. There's good. a slide that for you. Good. And it's like um, the number one highest rated of all good. Of, like, the Predator films. Like it is. Like, yeah, I think it's, it's like a ninety percent. It's like wow. Yeah, and tweets came out from uh, the actors from the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, "Great job, fantastic." The the lead Amber Mid Thunder was terrific. She's got a bright future ahead of her. But I so, want to talk about the director of Prey. Oh, so, Lucas came out of retirement. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, a fan of George Lucas directed this film yeah. by the name of Dan Trachtenberg. And I've been following his career with a lot of uh, with a great, interest. great interest. With uh, a lot of nice. great interest. Nice. And nice. Yeah. So, so he started off as a podcaster. He no, was a podcaster wow. on the Totally Rad show. And um, him, Jeff Kanata, and Alex Albrecht did the Totally Rad show in, in the early part of the last decade. It was a video podcast on a platform, a website called Revision 3. And what they would do was they all lived in the L.A. area. They'd all go to early screenings and they would have a blue screen behind them and show like the trailer of the film that they saw. That, and they would basically review the stuff. And Dan would always talk about wanting to do films. And of course, during... All the podcasts, he talked about how big of a fan he was of Lucasfilm and Amblin, Spielberg, Indiana Jones, all the stuff that we love and talk about. And I think he got to a point where they all got to the point where they wanted to move on from the podcast and go off in their own directions. And he became a director. He released a, a short uh, for Portal, the video game. And that's what got him noticed. And that's what got him connected to a lot of different projects. Um one that didn't happen, which was a huge graphic novel, very popular, Why the Last Man was supposed to be a film. Didn't happen. It became a TV show, which I liked. He wasn't associated to it. But he directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is a pretty good film really uh, good. with yeah, with John Goodman and actually Ewan McGregor's wife, yep. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, she was wasn't a star. Wasn't at the time, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so... So the code name for that film, I know this is like deep cuts here. The code name for 10 Cloverfield Lane was Valencia. And I was following him on social media and he was dropping stuff for Valencia. And nobody knew what it was. <laughs> and at the time, uh, Cloverfield had been released. I love that film. Um, but we didn't know it was a connect- connected film to that franchise. But it was under Bad Robot for J.J. Abrams. So J.J. Abrams was watching dailies for Dan Trachtenberg's film, 10 Cloverfield Lane, on the Millennium Falcon set for The Force oh, Awakens. Oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, that's a little long drawn out. But, yeah, I am a fan of Dan's, and he's doing the podcast circuit, and I've invited him to do the podcast here. And um, oh, Hopefully we get him on. Yeah, I've been, I, yeah, surprisingly enough, I've been Facebook friends with him for quite a bit. That's and awesome. I sent him a message, and but, yeah, he's getting contacted 
out the wazoo because Prey is a great film. It's getting a lot of critical acclaim, a lot of streams, a lot of love. Uh, there was a new poster that dropped for it that I want to get and put on my wall. And, Plus, it's um, a good movie. It's 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 yeah. a great movie. Great like it's movie. it's not just you know the hype. Like it it was genuinely fantastic. So so that so that movie is essentially like the like the prequel, right? Like to the entire franchise. Not really a prequel. Um, it happens way before the first Predator because the first Predator happened in the eighties. So Prey happens in the seventeen hundreds. Okay. But I mean, it's not necessarily tied to anything. There is a scene where there's a weapon presented that actually has ties to Predator 2, um, which is kind of interesting. And a comic book run that happened, which is like loosely canon, kind of like their EU for Predator. Um, okay. uh, but one of the characters. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I also wanted to say that Dan, he was on the uh, Filmcast podcast and they're doing video now. And he was wearing a Star Wars hat while he was He's doing trying, it. Man. And trying. he referenced Rogue One as inspiration for Prey and the whole aesthetic to keep with the same aesthetic as the previous, the previous ones, yeah. popular established film, which he did a great job with. I mean, it, it feels like it is almost a companion film to the Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator. And I want to have him on the podcast. And I'm hoping that he maybe gets contacted by Lucasfilm to do something Star Wars. And it's very much along the lines of Gareth Edwards yes. directing a Star Wars film. And he's a huge fan, but I think he could do a really great job. And now he's got some skins on the wall. I mean, he's got all this goodwill towards him. It's like, he's right there. He's wearing the Star Wars hat. Yeah, it looks like he's really, one. he's really trying to, to, to get, to get noticed. Like, Hey guys, by the way, I'm a Star Wars fan. So I can do that too. Um, if you're friends with him, let him know that uh, if he needs to need like a, a production assistant for anything, I'm there. I got it. I got a lot of free time here in California. I can go there and I can help him out. So just just throwing that out there. All right, um, there you go. <laughs> but, but I will say this: I don't. I've never met him. I, I I'm, I've never really talked to him. But I mean, wow the uh, uh, the uh, great Zach Holder said I used to work on 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 revision. Oh, three. nice. And then he, um, he yes, also he also directed the first episode of The Boys. Yeah. Oh, and wow. he directed uh, Black Mirror, uh, Black Mirror episode with uh, uh, the guy that plays um, Bizarro Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell's son. I don't know what you call him now. Wyatt. What's, his, what's his name? Wyatt yeah, Wyatt Russell. Russell. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you guys haven't um, met Zach Holder, but uh, I'm I'm friends with him. He is such a nice guy, and he's done a lot um, in film. Um, he is actually, oh, wow. um, he's actually uh, been an extra um, in the Guardians of the Galaxy um, nice. uh, as as well. So yeah, no, he's he's such a nice guy. Uh, but, yeah. Awesome. So, shout Thank out you to you, Zach. Watching, Zach. Yeah. Huh. Uh, somebody. Cool. Oh, by the way, uh, Disney does own uh, Predator. And Ewoks. Okay, so that's a movie that that can happen very, that's very. The crossover you know, of our dreams, right? There. That is the greatest <laughs> crossover in history. Oh my god, Ewoks who would win that? Hunting predators. Holy crap! That would be strength in numbers. Yeah, and I also want to say this: if you do have Hulu, go out and and hit play on Prey, even if you're not going to watch it, right just now? so you can watch the 20th Century Fox fanfare once again on your big screen at home. You hear the music; it's the same fanfare from the original trilogy, and it like I get goosebumps when I listen to that. And 
he luckily directed something where he could have that in front of his movie. And I that think that that should just be stuck on back on the special editions. And uh, yeah, I mean, Disney plus should add that back since of course, Disney now owns Fox. So. Yeah. <laughs> there you nice. go. Awesome. Is there anything non-Star Wars that we have to discuss right now? No? Cool. All right. So, uh, <laughs> No, I'm just no, kidding. Good. Um, I, I have I, something Star Wars related. To oh, there you go. There you go. Star uh, Wars related. Uh, yeah. Star Wars so, stuff? Really? I, I listened to this podcast called The, uh, the Rough Cut, and it's a... Um, I don't know. Yeah, the Star Wars stuff. No, it's called the Rough Cut, and what it is is it's a lot of um, it's uh, editors being interviewed, uh, like for their movies, like El- the editors of Elvis, editors of Bullet Train, editors of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. Um, uh, I went back and I was like, oh, he interviewed Paul Hirsch for Empire Strikes Back. That's awesome. And then so he talked about um, a little bit of 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 his experience editing the Empire Strikes Back, and there's stuff in there that I was like, oh wow, I didn't. He was like, there was a whole scene of of Han Solo carrying Luke Skywalker to the to the the Tauntaun. Like they shot this whole ordeal of him mm. picking him up, carrying him, and struggling and carrying. And Kirsch came in and said, he was like, uh, watching people struggle physically is not entertaining. Just cut it out, and he's already there. And he was like, I bet Harrison would love that. Yeah, exactly, right? He goes, and then Paul Hurst said he did it, and he was like, it's perfect. It looks, he he drags him, and then he's there. That's all you needed to know. And, of course, we all know that there was a whole ordeal with the, uh, with the, uh, the, the oh, my gosh, what were the they called? The snowstorm, yeah. The, the snowstorm, no, no, but the uh, the creatures. The Wampa, the Tauntaun. The Wampas were, like, everywhere in the uh, in the base, and they said it just did not look good. They said so. They cut all of that out. They said it's not they good. Got the big arm scene. So, the door, uh, but... so man. the um, oh man, I I can't think of the game mode. But in the original Stars Battlefront two, they um they they actually had a game mode. Of oh, where, yeah, I remember this. Where uh, you could either be the rebels trying to survive, or you could be a Wampa, and then you would storm the base, and you would have like maybe ten or twenty Wampas going after the rebels and, and uh run. and you would just have to try and like hold them off for so long but they had like super speed and they'd be sprinting through the base and just one hit would like smack yeah, you across they'd, they'd the map like this and then like yeah go, like 40 50 feet <laughs> and and yeah they said nothing worked uh those wampas did not work back then they said even the wampa attacking luke skywalker they shot a whole thing yeah but it looked terrible and so he said, that's why we did the, the Jaws approach, which was, oh, you can barely see. Him. That's why it's creepy. It's like, no, we did it because it looked terrible. We couldn't we couldn't do it. You are and killing the illusion is what you're doing now, bro. No, but, but, it, it, I, I, but that's stuff I like. I like that. Yeah. I like that stuff where the editor will, will tell like, well, this is what we had in mind. And then this is what we did. And like one of the just you know, one thing before uh, is they were trying to figure out how to get the gun to fly from Han Solo to uh, Darth Vader. And they had all this stuff, and they were like, okay, so here's what you're going to do, David Prost. You're going to throw the gun, but you have to make it look natural, and we're going to reverse it back. And they were f- trying and trying to figure out how to make it look natural of putting your arm back and reverse it and everything like that. And Paul Hirsch was visiting the set that day, and he was like, why don't you just toss him the gun? <laughs> they looked at him, and they're like, what? And he goes, yeah, just stand off camera, toss him the gun, catch it, and he... Yeah, and he didn't even like, like move his arm. He just like stay there and like yeah. And so they did. It. They said once he missed it, 
because he, he it took him a while. He goes, okay, where is it at? Okay, cool. And actually, he goes, he caught it. That was it. He goes, all right, there's a there's a. T- <laughs> so I thought that was a great story. It's a little thing yeah, like saying that. that. Saying that James makes me think of Kevin Feige, who did a podcast like ten years ago on Nerdist, where he said he was asked how is Marvel Studios so successful. He says like if we see something that doesn't work, we just take it out. I mean, yeah. we don't like mull over it. If it doesn't work, we don't like try and make it work. We just cut it out, and that's it. That's beautiful. That's why. Yeah, I love. I love that that nerdy stuff. The editing stuff that just just fascinates me. So, well, that explains the the change of Rhodey and uh, Iron Man. Exactly. Yikes! Yeah, this didn't work. No, this did not work. <laughs> Man, I I love that actor. Even though I can't remember his name. Yeah, Terrence Howard. What's yeah, not, it's not really yeah, him. He's Terrence, he's like, I'm worth more money than this. And yeah, he, he got paid. They're like, no, you're more not. Than anyone else on that set, which was. No. Ridiculous. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, okay, what else? There. I know uh, Colin needs to go here. Uh, so, oh, maybe, maybe boys got bedtime. All right. Well, was that it? Was that it for today? Or uh, are we going to let Colin go? We continue to talk. Let's, let's, uh, let's <laughs> yeah, we about. can let Colin go. Let's continue the talk. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what? That's fine. That's fine. We got I a lot of no comments longer... to read hey. here. Hey, 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 I hey, will hey, just hey. say it, though. We are no longer sponsored by. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. He that did was a we, very we She Hulk end credit scene there. He did that. All right. Um, <laughs> Anyway, touch anything. <laughs> oh no! Get out! Oh, it cut me out. I don't you know. You just happened. ruined it. No, we thought you. No, no, oh, it cut me out. I don't know what happened. Accident? Yes, oh, we thought you just. Oh man, man, you ruined now, it. Now you're not cool. Before you were cool. Now you're not. <laughs> now you're just. Now you're just trying to fill the. Hey, hole. hey, fine, fine. I'll leave it in this, Matt. You're on this council, but we don't grant you the rank of master. All right, bye. It would have been great if you. It would have been great if. Bye. You cut out, but-